Hey, this is Andy Jenkins, and if you're like me, you really feel like you should probably do some goal setting, like you should plan ahead. You realize that there is this wisdom in, in really sitting down and intentionally charting your course forward, but maybe something reacts inside of you when you get to this idea of goal setting. You hear people talk about it, and something just kind of, it just churns, yet the tension is you realize, hey, there's probably some wisdom in that. Okay, that's totally me. That might be you. If that's you and you're wanting to look at some way to move forward and really integrate all of life, not not just business, not just fitness, not just your finances, not just your family, friends, fun, all, all these areas, but really just pull it all together and somehow manage a life that balances, that grows, that moves forward, I've got something for you. Here is a four-episode series. Now, let me tell you what's going to happen, just so you can kind of get the bigger picture. In episode number one of the series, I'm going to talk about, really, this fundamental, foundational idea of, of where do we even begin. Because so often, I think when we're setting goals, we, we just jump ahead, and we just look straight at the action, look, look at the thing that we want to crush. And so, really, we're, we're going to step back, and we're going to look at what, what are the first things we really need to consider. In the second talk, we're going to talk about the soundtrack that plays in your head. What is it that you really see? Because so often, the external world around you is really an overflow of what's happening on the inside. Talk number three, we're going to talk about the law of the harvest and this idea of sowing and reaping and the concept that whatever you put your hand to, that will prosper. And the idea that you're always going to reap where you sow, what you sow, more than you sow, after you sow. That, that's really one of my favorite topics to discuss. And then finally, in talk number four, we've got some pieces that will all pull together. And it's really going to be centered around this idea that to achieve big things, really, you got to start thinking small. Okay, so here's the talk. Listen in and then stay to the end because at the end, I've got some more information for you about some tools, some resources, some of them that you got to pay for, some that are completely free that are going to help you pull all this together. Here's the talk. There's this great analogy that um, really will probably help set all of this together for you. And it's this, you know, the question is, how many of you out there can actually juggle? Now think about that. Uh, Today I did this, I I was in Zaxby's, uh, I was on the way back from the beach, and I went up to the counter and came back and had two packs of Zax sauce. And I I put it in my hand, and I I have the ability to juggle, I'm not gonna do it on video because that's a surefire word that I'll mess it up, is I can throw one thing up and juggle with one hand two things in one hand. Okay, and of course, then I dropped one of them and it fell into the Zach's, you know, salad, all that, or the salad is what they call it. Um, I'm not talking about juggle like that. I'm talking about like, I, I bet you could all juggle one thing. I know you'd say like, that's just catching, um, just one thing up in the air, you know, like with two hands, you just kind of toss it. That's called catching. Um, if I said, how many of you can juggle two? Not like I juggle with one hand, but just, you know, just kind of swap here. You know, you throw one, you toss the other to the other hand. Most people could juggle two. Um, 
if I said how many of you can juggle three, then I, that, I'm not going to try that right now. I'll drop it. I, I, I can do it, but I would be too distracted while I'm talking to you to achieve it without dropping it. Um, and, and I'm sure that if I dropped it, it wouldn't be just one that I dropped. It would probably be all three. Um, here's what I've seen. Everybody can juggle one. Most people can juggle two. Uh, and I know you say, well, those aren't really juggling. They, they kind of are. Um, some people can juggle three. Very few people can juggle four. I, I think a tiny percentage of the people of the population could actually juggle five or more. And here's what I've noticed about juggling is when you juggle something, um, when you drop the juggle, in other words, when you, when you fail, that's, that's what it's called, right? When you, when you fail on the juggle, you don't just drop the one that was kind of added to the mix, the, the one that threw it over the top to where you could no longer manage the capacity to juggle. Generally, at that point, you lose everything. They all fall to the ground. And in life, a lot of what we try to juggle happens the same way. We try to juggle family, career. We try to juggle uh, getting involved you know, with some kind of extracurricular whatever, some kind of big hobby. We, we try to juggle all that stuff. And, and the reality is sometimes we need to set some of those things down so that we can actually do the other things really well. Because if not, you don't just lose the thing that you added to the mix. All of these start to fall. Um, and the reality is if you, if you drop handkerchiefs when you're juggling, no big deal. If you drop tennis balls, eh, you got to chase them. But when you're juggling live stuff, like it's almost like you're juggling glass because if you drop your family, that, that could break. If, if you drop uh, a, a business pursuit, that, that could crack. If, if you drop a kid, uh, no, nobody wants to drop a kid on their head, right? Like that, that's equally damaging. Several years ago, when, when I was uh, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, uh, my dad played a lot of golf, and I used to go to the golf range with him. Uh, I remember going when I was as young as like six and seven, and even driving the golf cart. Now, that would be adults there. He'd be playing with some of the guys that he worked with at the church. Um, but I would, I would go and just try, kind of drive the cart. And then sometimes when they played the back nine, I'd go drive some more. And sometimes I would uh, just sit at the clubhouse with a, with a man named Clifton that ran the clubhouse. And I would watch cartoons and draw and eat snacks. And then my dad would pay and settle up with Clifton when he got back. And, and, and I enjoyed it. I loved it. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And I remember one day much later when I was in high school asking my dad, hey, what? Why did, why, did, why did you stop playing golf? Why, why did we quit going? And he explained it. He said, well, you know, part of the fun of going was because you were always going. Like, I was, I was driving the cart. And then I started playing sports. And I was in junior high. And I'm, I'm wrestling. And I'm running track and doing these other things. And so uh, all of a sudden, I'm doing that after school. And so I, I couldn't go with him. So he would have been going by himself. And he did for a little while. Um, but then also, I had a younger brother. And have a younger sister. And so he said, I, I would just be investing time at the golf course that I could be spending coming to watch you at your wrestling tournaments, that I could be playing with them while you were at practice, that I could be doing other things with your mom. 
And so it just kind of became something that, like, I really liked golf. I enjoyed it, but I liked you guys more, so I sat it down. Now, now consequently, today, uh, he is a probably not-so-good golfer. But, but I tell you this, like, his family adores him. His family loves him. Last, uh, last year about this time, his mom and I celebrated. His mom, his, his, his wife, my mom, and him celebrated 50 years of marriage. And I remember uh, all the grown kids and, and spouses and all coming together and taking them to dinner. Uh, it was in the middle of the holiday, so we weren't doing a 50th wedding party. We were going to do that in the spring, and then COVID hit. But, but, but he's not a good golfer. But he set that ball down, and consequently, he was able to juggle the other ones really, really well. Do you see? Sometimes there are certain things that you have to say no to so that you can say a more powerful yes to other things. So often we make no as a bad word, but when you say no to something, it is empowering because it means that you can give a better yes to something else. And in fact, if you say yes to something now, that means that something else down the road is going to have to be a no. If you've yesed golf, you you got to know the wrestling tournament. If you've yesed golf, you've got to know um, just going on a car ride and going and run errands, crazy errands, whatever they are, to the shopping and the store and the grocery and all this kind of stuff that my dad still does with my mom. Because remember, the sacred often infuses just the ordinary of everyday life. If you say yes to something, then the latter is going to be a no because you and I only have a certain amount of time every single day. Like that rhythm of creation keeps coming at six and one and six and one. And, and even if we try to like maximize like how much of it we work and produce and all of that, like it, that clock keeps ticking. Like you, you just got you just got 24 hours, right? So um, sometimes... You, you got to say no, because a no to something now is a yes for something later, and a yes to something now is a no for something later. Kind of like this. I just married this amazing woman. Um, and when I married her, I, yes, um, it was a no to any other potential woman out there. You see? And, and her vice versa. She says yes to me. You know, will, will you marry me? Yes. That's a no to anyone else in the future, any opportunity that might come up. It's it's a gamble, right? Pretty, pretty good one. But it's yes now means no later. No now means yes later. Whether it's something big, something small, you can only juggle so much. Now, here's another little thing to throw on it. Sometimes a no is a no not just forever, it's just a no for now because you can't juggle it now. You can pick it up later on. I remember when I was a kid, and I learned this again from the lesson of my dad, um, doing the whole golf thing. I really loved bikes when I was a kid. And as I got older, I stopped riding bikes. But then as I became an adult, I was like, hey, I think I'm going to start riding bikes again. And so I got this really nice racing bike, like street racing bike. And I used to ride it all the time. The problem was, or not problem, the juggle was, um, at the time, I had a young toddler in the house. And then um, 
wife was pregnant, so another baby's about to be born. And when I go ride this bike, like, you know, sometimes riding a street bike, you'd go ride 50 miles. And so you're gone for like, you know, four hours or so. By the time you load up, go meet the guys, pump up the tires, all that, go ride, get back, settle in. Like, and then you got to take a shower and all this. So it would obliterate an entire Saturday morning. And then if I went riding early in the morning, I'd be so tired in the evening after work that it just wasn't a lot of quality time with the girls. And so uh, cycling had to become a no, but not a no forever. It became a no for now, but not a no for later. So consequently in the last year, okay, well, my kids are older now. They're in a much different season of life. It's been about 16, 17 years of riding a bike. Finally, I picked up a bike again. I bought a new bike. And so uh, this past week I spent uh, a lot of time riding a bike down back and forth down 38, just riding. And I've had the opportunity to do that and do some different events. Sometimes it's a no for now, but not for later. Sometimes the business is a no for now, not for later. Sometimes the hobby is a no for now, not for later. Sometimes what you're doing, even if you're wanting to lose weight, might be a no for now, not for later. Sometimes uh, certain things that you're wanting to do, going out with friends or certain fun that you want to do is a no for now, not for later. Sometimes you have to postpone the yes so that you can focus on something else. Let, let me give you an example. Um, and I, I don't know that we communicated this one very well, but this would be something that I, I thought about this this last week. I remember growing up in the Southern Baptist Church. So maybe like you raise your hand if you were there. They taught this thing when I was in the youth group. It was the movement True Love Waits. What they were trying to do is point to the idea that sex, that oneness, physical intimacy with a man and a woman was something to be celebrated. It was something to be enjoyed. It was a gift of God. It was just while you were in high school, while you were single, it was a no. What they meant was no for now, big yes for later incredible yes for later. Now, sometimes I think they tainted it and skewed it in such a way, like, because they made it so taboo that, like, we, like we were, you know, we were, like, afraid, right? Like, I mean, people were going all in, or people were, like, afraid. And then even after marriage, people were like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm, I'm kind of afraid. Like, what do I, okay? It was a no for now, sex, not a no for later. Okay, and, and maybe that, like, helps you start clarifying, like, sometimes... It's a no for now, not for later. Let me give you another concept. Kind of throwing a couple concepts at you that are going to, I think, help you. Um, several years ago, I worked with uh, my cousin. Uh, he was the director of operations. Well, I was the executive director at a nonprofit. Uh, he was about eight years younger than me, super smart, used to run inventory uh, here up at the local uh, Summit Apple retailer. And so, I mean, he, he like he knew his stuff. Like he he was wise, practically speaking, well beyond his years. And when he was on a monthly basis giving uh, reviews to his Apple employees there, that he oversaw a team of forty or fifty different people that just worked under him. Aside from the others that worked in the store, he always had this thing that was called a start, stop, and continue. Start, stop continue, start, stop, continue. And he would just say, hey, what are some things that you need to start doing that you haven't been doing? What are some things that you need to stop doing? Meaning, 
balls you need to set down, what are some things that are going great that you just need to continue doing? And it became a great metaphor whereby I could understand and think about this whole juggling thing in life going, okay, there are some balls I need to pick up. So, you know, I recently got married, like there's this new uh, marriage ball like, like that's got to go into the mix. Like I got to start, but in order to like do that one really well, like I probably have to stop something. Uh, does that make sense? In order to make time for there are other things, start, stop, and stop might be a no permanently. It also might just be a no for now, not a no for later. Something could pick up a yes later on as time and situations and circumstances allow. Start, stop, continue. And this might be a question that you just ask yourself is, what are some things that I need to start doing if I have certain goals, if I have certain dreams, if I have certain things that are the best case scenario in my family life and my faith life, maybe I need to start picking up the Bible. Well, that start may need, may need to, to stop sleeping in uh, or I need to continue waking up. I just need to re redirect my time. I need to start eating better. I need to stop drinking certain things or eating certain things. Start, stop, continue. Maybe you need to continue exercising, but you need to start eating in a different way. You need to start going to bed at a certain time. You need to see, start, stop, continue to start, um, uh, start greeting my kids uh, when they come in from school in the evening. Start putting down my cell phone. Stop flipping through the television, stop watching television. Even here's the beautiful thing is the answers to all this can be different for each of us. In fact, my answers can totally contradict yours and yours can totally contradict me, mine, because we, we have different dreams and different goals or different places, right? We can celebrate that with each other and continue making each other better, um, pushing each other to be all that you're designed to be and all I'm designed to be, knowing that there's a different design on each of our lives. Do you, do you see that? And knowing that sometimes life situations and circumstances kind of change uh, what, what each of us might might choose to do. Um, knowing that success leaves clues, like we talked about in a previous talk. Knowing about this, this law that's hardwired into creation about sowing and, and reaping what you sowed. We, we know that we can continue uh, moving ahead, uh, even, even with different answers on that. Um, let me give you another concept related to all of that. And it's this one about your calendar. I think that your calendar is a currency. Uh, so um, let, let me give you this analogy. If I, I get on here and log on, I've, I've got access to um, my online banking right here. And if I and if I got it, I'm not going to log in and hold it up to the screen. But if I did and I just got here and said, okay, let me, let me just hold this. I'm clearing my notifications, but I've, I held up my online banking right there. And I just showed it to you and, and looked at it. You, you could look right there and you could see really what's important to me based on looking at my digital check register. Um, and you, you would see that one of the things that's important to me is paying the power bill every single month. I keep the lights on at the house. You'd see my, my cell phone bill. It's, it's important to me that I keep you know connected. You'd see it's important that I pay for the Wi-Fi, that I pay for certain subscriptions that we have online to be able to watch certain things. You'd see that like, you know, paying all the bills associated with this house is important. You'd see that in the last year, renovating the house has been really important because I spent a lot of money on that. 
Because the reality is we don't really spend money on things that don't matter to us. Um, and you might go, well, I, I spend money on taxes and that's like, that doesn't matter. Well, it, like it's important for you to stay out of jail. So you pay your taxes, right? So there, there's always some connection where we go, hey, our, our checkbook really reveals what's important. I think in the same way, your calendar does the exact same thing. And if you don't have a calendar, it just kind of shows that you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. So your calendar shows like where you are committed to investing and stewarding your time. And your time is a currency. In fact, the reality is your time may be a more valuable currency than the money that you have because the money, if you lose it, I mean, golly, I've lost everything, got down to less than $100 in the checking account before, and then had to like start all the way over and build it back up. Okay, so so your your currency, I mean, I've, I've been bankrupt before. Okay, had to climb my way out of, like, out of that whole scenario. I mean, the reality is you can always find ways to make more money. You can always earn more time. Nobody's yet figured out how to like reclaim that. Nobody's figured out how to go get more. So your time and how you steward it, it, it is a currency. And so here's, here's what I'm getting at on that is, is really when something's not working in marriage, um, and, and there are other factors there, so this isn't to shame and blame. Um, this is just saying, hey, this is one thing to check. When things aren't working with the kids, when things aren't working in your business, things aren't working with your fitness, uh, th- things aren't working in your faith life. Um, you know, you feel really remote and distant from just everything that you once kind of spiritually felt. One of the first places to look is your calendar. Now, again, there are some things that are always outside of our control. Back to the law of sowing and reaping. You control what you can control. It's like you put in the time and the work is one of the things. There's always other factors. Other people always influence and weigh in and, and what others do always kind of uh, can, can, can affect that. But look and see if you've actually calendared. So the, the marriage is kind of rocky. Have you calendared? And, and I mean like written in, this is when uh, me and she are spending some, or me and he, depending on who you are, are spending some time together. Faith life, it, it, is there time that's set in the morning? Like I, I, I know in the mornings I'm going to get up and I'm going to go exercise. Um, most every single morning. And when I get up and walk through that living room right there, Beth's going to be on that couch, reading her Bible, curled up, probably with coffee, usually with a blanket, just kind of like balled up, cozy, doing her thing. Because that's that's the time. That's that's the investment, okay? Um, in other words, like, let's just be raw about it. Like, no, no whining about dreams that don't get realized if you haven't put the time in. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means like, hey, maybe it's not your dream. I remember uh, in the early days of growing a young living essential oils business, home-based business. There'd be people who are like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I don't know why I'm not growing. And then every single time we had a convention, every single time there was an event that they could go to that was local, they didn't even have to spend a lot of travel money and take a, a week a vacation to go. They could just show up for a couple hours on a Saturday. Like they'd be like, I, I got something else. It's been a long week. I'm tired. Well, maybe if you're not willing to calendar it, that's not your dream. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means, hey, there's probably another ball 
that you want to juggle, or if you're going to juggle this, you need to set something down so that you can actually put on it. I, I talk to people all the time. I, every single month, somebody reaches out and says, hey, man, can I pick your brain? I've just been wanting to write a book. And I'll, I'll talk to them. And then three months later, they still haven't done thing one that I told them that they can do. I mean, I've, I've written 15, 20 books. I, like, I know how to write one. They, that they just doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means, hey, maybe there's something else that they're gifted and called to do. There's something else that is in their ordinary field of play that could infuse and blur the sacred and secular. Something else that they're designed and called to do. Uh, maybe as I close out, let me give you a couple more analogies. A couple years ago, I remember it was probably 2014. It was the first uh, convention for a home-based business I'd ever gone to. Young Living Essential Oils, John Maxwell, the leadership guru, is up there on the stage. And he says something like this. He says, hey, if I take five licks with an axe on that tree out there, Will that tree fall? And everybody in the crowd, there's like 6,000 people there at the time. Like, so that business has really grown since then. Everybody in the crowd, like 6,000 people are like, no, 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 no way. Five licks, not going to knock down a tree. And he says, well, what, what about like if I go out there every single day and I just take five licks? If every single day I get up and I take five whacks with the axe on that tree, will that tree eventually fall. And everybody's like, yeah, I, I think it would. How long will it take? Everybody's like, well, I don't, I don't know. It depends on how much skill you have and how hard you hit and how sharp the axe is and all these other factors. But, but the reality is if I take five licks every single day, he said, it'll fall. And everybody agrees. If you show up every single day and do something small and consistent incrementally over time something that doesn't jack up and do the whole day because right like we got diapers to change and meals to cook and we've got cars to drive to carpools and sports to attend and we got um, church to go to in some way and we've got uh, families to raise, so that means we got laundry to do and dishes to wash, and we got houses to clean, and we got—I mean, just fill in the blanks. So we still gotta earn money, and we still got—I mean, we still got—we got still all the stuff. Got to cut the grass. Um, but when there are all these things that are important, that are part of your dream, part of the destiny that's upon you, um, if, if you show up every single day and just do the five little. Licks. Remember what we said about incremental change over time. It's exponential. It's, it's, it's not about like doing the huge. It's about seeing the huge and seeing the big picture, but doing the little things every single day. Seeing the big tree that you want to fall, but every day showing up. And here's the deal. If you don't show up today, you can't redo today's thing tomorrow. Tomorrow, you just get to do tomorrow's. So it becomes important every single day. If the goal is fitness, it's to exercise a little bit every single day. If the goal is uh, faith, it's to read a little bit and pray a little bit every single day. Just what can I do? Not, not, to, not to become a, a monk overnight, but to, to just 
make this area of life a little bit better. If it's a sizzling, smoking hot marriage, it's just what do I do to focus on my spouse a little bit more to make this a little bit more better today. Maybe it's a word, a touch. It's a thing that you do to put the cell phone down and have a conversation and pay just complete attention for the moment, right? Every single day, if it's something with the kids, maybe it's something like that's one of the licks of the act. So maybe the thing for you is to figure out what are those small repeating actions that you do every single day. Scientists, <laughs> it had to be guys. They actually did, because uh, women would never do this. They would do something far more important. They actually ran an experiment in San Francisco, I believe it was several years ago, and discovered that if you have a little domino and you push that domino over, that domino and the weight of it will knock over a domino 50% bigger. And then that domino will knock over a domino 50% bigger. That domino will knock one over 50% bigger. And a small thing moving, call it the butterfly effect, right? It will just knock over and knock over and eventually topple something massive. We, we tried it. We, we actually replicated the experiment. So a couple years ago, one of the men's events that I was speaking at, the advance is what we called it. We actually made a little domino. And then I made a, a wooden domino that was about six inches big. And then one that was nine inches. And then one that was about 15. And then one that was about 30 inches. So I didn't really keep up with the 50% bigger. So they kept, they kept escalating. Finally, I had one that was eight feet tall. And so just across the stage, like eventually, like I pushed it and it was just kind of slow. You don't know if it's going to go, but they just, they suddenly, and everybody was so excited. Like all the guys stood up and started clapping because we knocked over the dominoes. Here's the point. It's every single day the five licks are that little small thing. And you show up and you do the small thing. You guys have seen the graphic. We've posted it on our social channels where there's an iceberg even if you haven't seen ours, you've seen it before. An iceberg's like 10% visible above the surface of the water. 90% is below the water. And everybody talks about that 10% above the water is the visible success. And underneath the water is the invisible struggle and failure and pain and showing up when you're tired and long hours and being alone and being isolated and all these other, all these other things like that, that, that are just... You show up. I finally figured it out myself because so often, like, I like doing stuff like I'm doing right now on camera and on microphone and, and teaching. But, like, I've realized that, like, so, so many things that I have to do for work, it's just a matter of showing up and sitting in that desk chair for about three to four hours solid. Not, not in meetings. Not phone conversations, not doing something fun or running around or, you know, talking and like it's actually sitting solitary in the chair three or four hours every single Monday through Friday, just sitting in the chair. And if I do that, the ball moves down the field. And if you figure out what your version is of that little domino, your version of sitting in the chair, your version of going underwater, under the iceberg, Every single day, over time, incremental change will be phenomenal. You see? Circle back to the beginning. That means juggling. Might have to set some down so you can pick some up. Might have to start, stop, continue. Might have to sell some things. No, forever. Might have to sell some things. No, just for now not for later, managing the most valuable currency that you have 
that nobody else has. The one currency that you have that you, you can't make more of, time. You see, you have yours, I have mine. All equal. Got it? Okay, there you have it. I trust, I hope that you got something beneficial from that that you can take, that you can apply right now in multiple areas of life. Let me tell you about two tools that I've got for you. One of them is paid, one of them is absolutely free. Uh, The first one is the paid, and you can find links to these each, by the way, in the show notes right here of this talk, whatever platform it is that you're listening from. There is a It's a new hardback. It's like a moleskin-like hardback, 440 pages. It is the advanced planner. Now, a few years ago, I used to lead a men's event, and we did it twice a year, and it, it was actually known as the advance. Many of you that listen in have been to that event before, or you had husbands that went to that event, spouses, uh boyfriends, whoever that went to that, uh, wrote the curriculum for that. In fact, you can get the book. I'll put the link to it in the show notes where I've I've piled in all of the information that we used to teach at that event. Um, it was incredible. And along the way, I created this resource, created this life planner. It was a calendar and we never really published it. We, we gave away some paperback versions at the event to really help people sync up with a lot of the life management life planning, time management, uh, goal setting, there's that term again, all of those tools that we were pulling together, and we never really published it until just this last year uh, with Oily App. Uh, Ernie Yarbrough and I were talking with Dr. Jim Bob Haggerton and some other people that we work with, and, and we had produced a planner for women that was, you know, spiral bound that looked pretty. It was beautiful. Um, and you can check the website there if, if that is something that interests you. But we thought, man, we've got to have a tool for guys. And we had published the advanced books there. It had published a, an abbreviated version, done some online courses, and just kind of thought, man, now is the time. And selfishly, <laughs> I wanted a planner that I could use. And so we just resurrected that old project, put it back together, and it is available. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but it is two pages per day that will help you plan. And then inside the same planner, it has two pages where you kind of open it up and it has this journaling. It also has uh, guided questions that really help you kind of reflect on the day. Uh, I did this for about a quarter uh, just to test drive it. And the results that I got were amazing, especially in light of the minimal amount of time that it took. It kept everything organized. That was another thing, too. People say, well, you should journal. Well, (laughs) ironically, I write. That's one of the things I do uh, professionally to earn money, to kind of keep my keep. Uh, But I can't stand journaling, but I got all this in a tool and it works fabulously. So I'm going to put a link down where you can log on, look at that. If that's a tool that would interest you, it's undated. So you could literally get it shipped to you and start it immediately, uh, just dating the pages. And there are options where you can buy it by the uh, single, which would last you for three months, or take a shot at it and just go all in and get a discount and do it for an entire year. Um, and, it, and it looks exquisite. It's it's fabulous. Pin loop, rubber band, two ribbon markers, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you're not there yet and you just need a free tool to get started, if you'll follow the link down in the show notes, I've got a freebie for you. I've got the first few pages of that planner 
or you can download them absolutely free. And you will, once you've heard the four talks in this series, you'll be able to start filling out some things, looking ahead, planning, and you'll see if that's a tool that's good for you uh, or if it's not. And shoot, you you can just download that PDF and you could uh, make copies or do whatever you need to do and toss that thing in a three ring binder and just kind of drive it on your own. Maybe you don't want to go in with the hardback yet. Maybe you just kind of want to do spiral bound or use one of those tool, T-U-L, um, uh, binders that they have like at Office Depot and Staples and all these places where you can uh, remove the paper and put it back in. Hey, if that's you, take the tool absolutely free. We just want to see you uh, do better. As we say often, you are created for something extraordinary, for something supernatural. Don't settle for normal when you are made for super normal. Don't even know if that's a word. Don't settle for natural when within your reach is the supernatural. Don't settle for a life that's ordinary when you are made for extraordinary. Until next time, grace, peace, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you. I will see you again really soon.